Smart Home Community's most recent Baldwinsville Community Update. I'm your host, Shelly Hoffman. Hey, Mayor, how are you doing today? I'm all fired up now, that intro. <laughs> you got to love my countdown that I'm working with, well, right? <laughs> it's new almost every week, so it's, you know, it doesn't get old and boring. That's nice. That's that's true. Lauren Russa tells me I never make her life or my life dull. So that's well, who we have to do that. <laughs> How have you been? I've been doing well. I'm in Pittsburgh again. So in case anybody wonders, every once in a while when I have a different background, it usually means I'm in a different state somewhere. But um, today I'm visiting my brother. So it was nice to see him. That's nice. Yeah. So the same so, place that I've been for a year. What's that? I'm in the same place that I've been for a year. <laughs> You have, including Bayheim. I was going to say you moved. You moved the Bayheim head. I noticed that last time we talked. So yeah, I wanted it more obvious. <laughs> Funny. So what's been going on in the uh, village of Baldwinsville since we spoke? Um. I, again, I mean, we say this all the time that that it's busy, but it's different kind of busy now. I mean, things are happening so that there's events going on uh, on a limited scale. But the, the rest of the village main cog works, you know, the, the DPW, the police, the clerks, the courts, all that stuff is, is you know, clicking right along. Um, we, we did get good news last Thursday at the board meeting. Uh, the Rotary is planning to have its Seneca River Day on August 14th. It's just going to be a one-day event, uh, nothing in Mercer Park. Everything would be on Paper Mill Island. Okay. Um, during the day, I believe there'd be some free bands, and then at night, um, they'd probably, you know, work with the promoter and try to come up with a an act for the evening. Um, they're going to have food trucks. Um, no duck race down the river, but they're going to have a duck pluck, which I assume would be a bunch of men you reach in the water and pull out and see what number you got and what yeah. if you won a prize or you didn't win a prize. Um, the question was asked about fireworks. Um, Ken Schmidt, who really does a nice job representing the Rotary, said, you know, it's just it's not a, the kind of a year that you could justify spending money on fireworks when there's other causes that the Rotary supports that need that money. So I said, well, what if we could find a benefactor? You know, what if somebody in the community thought it was a great year to absolutely make sure we have fireworks? So um, the plea is out. Um, a business, a private person who thinks um, that they would love to see fireworks and like want to do their share to help, and maybe it'd be two or three combined. I'm going to guess that the average cost of fireworks is somewhere between four and eight thousand dollars for a show, uh, depending on how big you go. Could be up to ten thousand. Wow. So, so if it was eight and you had four sponsors for two thousand each, it would soften the blow for them. And it would give the Rotary something to really uh, trumpet to the community that these people save fireworks for Baldwinsville this year. So um, if, you, if you're so inclined, feel free to contact me, contact anybody you know that's in the Rotary, um, and hopefully we can get something done. I know that Ken is also looking um, sometime in July to do one of the Tuesday night free concerts, um, which would be obviously no alcohol no charge, um, and it would be similar to what the two towns have put on for a decade. Um, bring your family out, plop on a blanket, 
there would hopefully be a food truck where you could get a hot dog or a hamburger. And uh, so the Rotary's at least is trying to do that in July. I know Chuck Chow is working hard to try to get concerts um, kind of at a last minute type thing because until everything broke free the last couple of weeks, um, our island was more restrictive because of the size of it. And it made it hard for him to play in concerts. Um, he also uh, has pointed out that they used to rent a room in the Red Mill Inn for the concert uh, main attraction to have a room where they could go in and have food and uh, have some of their big supporters come in and join them. They could take a shower if they wanted. Well, the Red Mill Inn is no longer the, uh, a motel, hotel type of place, but it's, it's going to be apartments. So that, that availability is not there anymore. Uh, for limited on what he can do on travel and seeing you know, the country. If they require that, it'll be very hard to book them. But he's he's working hard at um, suggested that he just think about local bands. People are throwing yes. for concerts and to go out on the island. If you throw dirt road ruckus out there, they're gonna be thrilled. Um, so we'll hopefully hear something very soon from Chuck. Um, but it's nice to know that the, that the Rotary is working hard. Um, you know, they're, they're a great organization for our community. And uh, once again, it appears that they're going to come through and, and uh, you know, provide people with something before we get to the taste of Baldwinsville, which is in September. Uh, we do have Margarita Fest on July 17th from noon to 5. There'll be more information coming out on that, I'm sure. Um, I know that Megan O'Donnell and Mike Shepard from our board have been very involved with this over the years. So we get good information from them. Uh, but that's always been a big event. And and suddenly you drive through town and you see, you know, 100 people walking around downtown. You kind of wonder, what the heck? Why do we have so many people down here in the middle of the day? But that's the Margarita Fest. And yeah. so really excited that that's coming back. Um, so a couple of good things to look forward to. I hope people mark them on their calendars. Um, a couple of issues around the village. Um, trash has become a big issue. Not, you know, apparently it's not just the backside of Budweiser where people were all cleaning trash, but, but around the village, somebody was down on Marble Street um, where the long spit goes out into the river and it looked like somebody had dumped their garbage. There's piles of it. Um, you know, some people try to help and pick it up, some of it, but you know, you get a little nervous picking up other people's trash, um, not knowing what's in it. Uh, so we do have 50 trash barrels around the village. If you have a coffee container, if you have a, a paper sack that had a couple cookies in it when you stop at the bakery or wherever, hold on to your trash until you get to one of the trash cans. There's one at each end of the bridge. Uh, they're in the parks all over the place. So help us out a little bit and help us keep our village looking nice. There was some question about you know, the new cannabis laws, um, people can now smoke without, you can, you can possess a certain amount of cannabis now without being arrested. Um, but you can't just smoke it just anywhere. Um, you can't smoke cannabis where you can't smoke cigarettes. And in Baldwinsville, that means all of our parks. So you can't sit at a picnic table and pass a pipe around or share a joint with your friends. Um, we are going to do a better job of posting no smoking signs uh, at all the parks. 
make them obvious, but we we for years um, have had no smoking cigarettes because there's kids in the park, right. uh, and you worry about throwing it into a trash receptacle and a lit cigarette. And now you suddenly you've got a fire. Uh, so we have no smoking in any of our parks, and that means cigarettes and cannabis. So just that heads up for people. Um, we will do a better job of marking it. And when we have it, when we're convinced that the marking is done satisfactorily, then we will start cracking down on people in the parks. So okay. heads up. Um, <laughs> yesterday was the second week of the farmer's market. Uh, it was not a very lovely day to be outside, but it was almost everybody that was there the first week as far as vendors was there again this week. Um, bought some more strawberries. Very good. Uh, different food truck this week. The uh, I I saw Mom Paul Kettle Corn was there this week. Biblos, yeah, uh, which is a Middle Eastern yep. food truck. And I was down there, and I was very tempted to grab a euro. And uh, when I got home, my wife said, "Did you have one?" I said, "No." I said, "Why not?" I said, "Well, I don't want to bring one home and eat it in front of you because with her gluten, she can't eat it." And uh, I've been shoving it in my face, Mayor, when I was walking in the house saying, I don't know what you're talking about, Linda. I'm learning now. <laughs> I'll eat it in the car. But it's nice, nice variety. Um, the people down there that are running the stands are all very nice. You know, it's fun to walk around and just talk. Um, I, I bought something new last week I had never heard of, and now I see them everywhere, and that's garlic scapes which are oh, a long, thin, curly Q thing that comes off the top of the garlic. Okay. So using it in my eggs, cutting it up into little pieces and throwing it in the eggs. Nice. Tastes like garlic. And uh, I had never really heard of it. And two or three people were selling garlic scapes. So it must be the, in, it's like years ago, chicken wings were throwaways. When butchers did chickens, they just took really? them. And most of the time got rid of them. And somebody said, well, let's cook them. And then yeah. Buffalo got big with the Buffalo wings and now chicken wings are out of sight and expensive. So it's funny how things develop. Well, it's funny you say that because Taylor's coming into um, my oldest came, Well, my oldest daughter came to Pittsburgh with me and she told me on the way down was not to see her uncle who she's glad she's looking, you know, and she gets to see him and she's spending time with him now. But we go to bar 48 in Elizabeth Township every time we're here and get chicken wings because they are my favorite chicken wings anywhere so the thought of them just throwing chicken wings away like that's just crazy. yeah and it is kind of funny uh, people will say well, i remember back in the 60s chicken wings were just were really a lot of times you just threw them in the trash because wow. nobody bought them uh, you know they nobody knew how to cook them there wasn't much meat on them now you figure you get a dozen and you slurp through them <laughs> and you feel like you've had a half a meal anyways so uh, i'm interested to see what they have at the market next week and uh, hopefully the weather is nice and we'll get a nice 75 degree sunny day you know last week was rain uh, right up to the start yesterday was it was cool. kind of rain, but it was very chilly mm -hmm. not much of a day to sit at a picnic table and, and eat a sandwich and yeah. live like that on a winter coat so i'm happy to see that the farmer's market is working along good i hope i hope it's working financially for nick and uh, that we will continue to see uh, good things happening down there. Um, and just remind people, with all the COVID restrictions being lifted, doesn't mean they're all lifted. Um, some movie theaters 
going to require you to wear masks. Some aren't. Um, Canton Woods is requiring people who have not been vaccinated to wear a mask. Those who've been vaccinated don't have to. Um, some stores still have signs up asking people to wear a mask when you come in the store. Others are no longer requiring that. Um, so be prepared. If you go out, take a mask with you, stick it in your pocket. And if you don't have to wear it, fine. If they say you know, on the door, it says, please wear it, put your mask on and go shop. I mean, it's, it's kind of simple. Um, some things have opened up completely. Um, our court, which is run by the state court system, is still screening people. When you come in, you have to wear a mask. Um, you can't just show up at court. You have to have called ahead of time to make sure there's a slot for you, um, that type of stuff. But other places generally are, are loosening up to some degree. I know the village hall and the police department have the new buzzer on the door to let you in and stuff, but they're just not leaving the door open for just anybody walking by to decide it's a good time to stop in and use the bathroom or yeah. get a little hand sanitizer in Village Hall. Because um, we are trying to protect our workers, um, not just from COVID, but from in people coming in that have maybe have bad ideas. Yeah. Um, big headache for the village now, along with everybody else, ash trees. Um, the, the ash borers have infected over 100 trees in the village. They, they're all going to have to come down. Um, some of them we can probably take down. They're, they're, you know, 25 feet tall. And if they're in a park, our guys can drop them and take care of them. You can't just throw them in a wood pile and chip them up because the, the borers are in the wood and it, they may not die in the chipping process and they'll get out to infect other trees. So you have to either send them someplace where they get burned or you have to have a chipper that chips them up very fine so it's guaranteed that the borer would get chipped up too. So it could be very expensive. We're, we're kind of trying to figure out how to work this. Um, it's great timing that this would you know hit bad. We knew it was coming. I mean, three, four years ago, we were being warned that the ash borers were really infecting trees. At that point, you were seeing three or four or 5%. Now it's over 50% infections. And which means that probably the others nearby are in jeopardy too. And it's not just taking down trees, but then we have to replace those, some of those trees. We have to reforest the area. So you might take down 10 ash trees down at, at community park and put in six maple trees um, and spread them out so that it kind of covers the same area uh, so that in a few years, you can guarantee people will be able to go to a, a treed area where there's shade and, you know, there's nothing to make you feel cooler on a hot day than to look up and see the leaves on the tree fl fluttering in the breeze. You know, you may not feel a breeze, but, you know, there is one moving somewhere. Those green leaves fluttering. It, to me, it makes me cool. When I look out the window, I say, oh, at least there's a breeze blowing. I can see it in the tree. So, you know, we've committed for a long time to be a Tree City USA, and we firmly believe that, that trees really are essential to our community. Um, I lived, grew up next door to Gates Funeral Home, and when I was a kid, make you always hear that, right? <laughs> but if you went down by the police station and looked up Genesee Street, there was a canopy of elm and maple and oak trees all <laughs> way up Genesee Street. You felt like you could drive up there and no sun would hit your car, 
if you're on a bike, you know, you it was all shade. Then suddenly the maple trees got too big and started going going bad. The elm trees started getting Dutch elm disease, and a lot of the big trees got wiped out. But if you look now, some of those trees are starting to form canopies over the village streets, even on our on our uh, Brayside. If you look down, some of they're smaller trees, but they're starting to reach over the, the street. And it it's a mentally, it's a real cooling look to make nice. you feel like you're, and, and it gives you, there's great pictures of years gone by of people were out in the country and there'd be a, a fence, you know, wood fence along one side of the road and maybe a couple of horses. And then there would be this beautiful canopy and le orange leaves in the street because it was fall. And you would think, wow, that, doesn't get much better than that and that's that's kind of what we're hoping we can get back to but the ash trees will put a dent in that i mean i honestly admit i couldn't tell you what an ash which tree is an ash tree somebody pointed to one the other day and it didn't have any leaves on it so it was hard for me to recognize if i saw another one and the tree is, is clearly dead so it doesn't give you much of a picture of what it looks like alive so people should be pre prepared for maybe starting this summer, but I'm guessing it'll be a year project uh, anyways to get all these ash trees down. And maybe the, the government may force us to do it quicker uh, because the quicker the sick trees go down, the better chance the other ones won't get infected. Uh, that's my thought. It, it's possible that there's nothing we can do, that they're going to just get all get hit um, eventually. So... If people start noticing that they're they have a tree that looks bad um if it's in the right of way contact the village if it's in your backyard have a tree person come over and give you a, you know a look and t if it's an ash tree you probably want to get it down sooner rather than later um today at 4 30 is wellness wednesday out on paper mill island the yoga instructor will be out there a one hour session from 4 30 to 5 30. Um, if you're interested, now obviously you're not going to make it for, well, you could make it for, for four <laughs> you took off um, an hour ago. I, I have a funeral I'm going to down here too today, so I won't make it. But if you're interested in going, anybody call um, the instructor to let them know you want to be there. You have, if you go on the village website or the village Facebook site, um, we have a link to the um, wellness Wednesday site and the uh, the yoga instructor and just let them know you want to come. I guess last week was the first week and they had eight people, which is not a bad start. And hopefully the word starts to spread. And uh, you know, it's supposed to be low seventies by four thirty today. Nice. So that's so that's nice. every Wednesday, Mayor. Every Wednesday um, in the beginning of September. So. Oh. So you can't make it one week. You got it. You know, next week maybe you can go. Um, we are very busy right now too, trying to prepare for the arrival of the American Rescue Plan uh, federal stimulus money. Um, we're trying to make sure that we we you have to spend the money or send it back. So we're working hard now. First of all, what we will do is pay back the village for the expenses we had related to COVID. We had to buy masks, we had to buy gloves, we had to buy uh, doorbell camera stuff to protect our workers, uh, that type of thing. 
and we'll pay all that. Like we had budgeted for like $9,000. We thought we would get revenue from the island. Uh, we got nothing last year, so we can claim that as a loss. So we're trying to make sure we know what things got affected. Possibly, you know, the court revenue, the court was closed for quite a bit. Uh, we take care of that. And at that point, uh, we don't know exactly how much money we're getting. And we and it was revealed the other day from somebody involved um, above us that nobody's quite sure how much money you're getting. But, and so we are coming up with possible um, infrastructure type of stuff we know is covered, that that's okay. So if you if you had a want to put in a a street, you know, pave a street, you could use it for that. We we probably have done all our paving for the year. Um, but we are looking at some other projects that, that are that are nice to dream about, but hard to fit into the budget sometimes. And the theory is we don't they don't want the money back. They or they don't want you to save the money, you know, put it in the bank and try to lower taxes. They want you to spend the money with the idea that people will be working because of the money. Um, construction companies will be working, paving companies will be working, whatever you might think about doing, those people are, are gonna have more guaranteed income because you've got money to spend. Do you have to do a, um, a proposal like we did for the Main Street grant or is this just something that um, they're giving you the money and you get to use your discretion? Not 100% sure. I think, for instance, if they gave you $100,000 and 25 of it paid back your COVID, now you got 75. I don't know if you have to submit a plan ahead how you're going to spend the other 75 or if you spend it and then submit it and they would they okay it. Um, there are some guidelines on things you can use it for and things you can't use it for. Uh, most of the things we're looking for are, are infrastructure things that would be uh, visible to people in the community would see um, that we had money to spend to, to do something, to fix something. Um, we've had a lot of people ask us about the boat launch down at community park, if, if it could be upgraded. So that certainly is a possibility that we're looking at um, that type of thing. So gotcha. we're asking, you know, I've asked the board members to please, you know, I've sent out some ideas, asked them to give me some ideas so we can sit down when we know exactly how much we're going to get. And then I guess we get the same amount next year. It's split over two years. Uh, for people who don't know, it's you take the town of Lysander's amount and whatever the percentage of people that live in the village on the Lysander side, that's the same percentage of the money targeted for Lysander that we will get. Okay. Same thing with Van Buren. Um, so if, if one of them was getting a million and, and we're 20 percent, we'd get 200,000. So another question, just um, you had mentioned the boat launch at um, at Mercer Park, community park, right? Community. If, yeah. if that's in the Van Buren side of the village. So would you be able to use the money from the Lysander side to Van Buren because it's all the village? Or do you have to allocate the money from Lysander to the Lysander side and Van Buren to the Van Buren side. No, I don't think this is like community development where you have to spend it in the neighborhood where, I mean, I think we lump it together because okay. we'll get money from Lysander, we'll get money from Van Buren and put it in a, a kitty okay. and take that whole amount and use it for projects. Um, there, At least I've seen nothing that says it has to be used in the township. This is coming, this is one of those things where because we're considered a non-entitlement um, community and a really 
it's a very sketchy kind of a thing to try to explain to people. But we're getting our money from a different way. The money for us goes to the state, and then the state then sends it to us. Um, and the state has asked for a 30-day, surprise, surprise, extension of how soon they have to get the money to us. I'm guessing, you know, millions of dollars sitting in some kind of a bank account, even for 30 days, would draw some interest. Um, there was a big concern early on. Uh, it was requested uh, by all the villages and by NICOM that the state not get our money because of their habit of holding on to it or then keeping some of it because, well, during the COVID, we spent money on you. Yeah, um, we're going to keep, you know, $70,000 of oxygen that we sent you or something, you know, in the air. Um, and I don't think that's what the intent of the federal money is. I don't think it's intended to reach because the, the state's getting a huge amount. Right. So that's that's where that should come from. Anything that they felt like they gave to us should come from the federal money to them and not our money. We'll see how that all works out. Um, Canton Woods is very excited. And an exclamation point on the end of the sentence that says Canton Woods returns to normal operations July 1st. Nice. So that will be nice. Open from 8 to 4, Monday to Friday. Full schedule of programs and activities. I'm guessing everybody's breathing a huge sigh of relief. Um, still some a little bit of restrictions. Um, the July newsletter, which should be coming out pretty soon, will have a lot of details about the schedules, of, you know, what activities are available. And also it will note that the first time you go, you're going to have to prove whether you had a vaccination or not. If you had a vaccination, they'll mark it on your sheet of paper that's good for duration. If you didn't don't have a vaccination or you can't prove it, you'll have to wear a mask while you're there. Um, How was the concert that they had last this past month? Outstanding. It was uh, Rock Shadows. It was... Uh, as I described it to somebody, it was oldies music, and the guys playing it were oldies. Uh, <laughs> but they were good. They were missing their organist who was um, laid up with something, not COVID, but, but was ill. And somebody said, when he's really the the heart of the group because he gets going on the organ. And but, I mean, they, they did all kinds of oldies. Everybody was singing. People were, a couple of people got up and were dancing. And um, it was really nice, beautiful day. It's like 75 degrees, bright sunshine, um, probably somewhere between 50 and 75 people, which, you know, nice. for something like that's pretty good. Um, yeah. They have another concert coming on uh, the 15th, and it's a Thursday at 2 o'clock. It's Jerry Cowley. Um, he's a familiar name. He's been around a long time. He's one of these guys that does Frank Sinatra, uh, Tom Jones. Uh, but he also does Johnny Cash and, you know, pretty much the whole scale. He's an older guy. So it's, you know, he's, he can do, he's got a big repertoire and he's always been a big hit over at Canton Woods. And again, it's free. You bring your lawn chairs spread out. Um, you know, the birds are singing with you and, it's, you know, I keep waiting for the deer to pop out of the woods. But... <laughs> so, Mark on your calendars, uh, July 15th. Um, not a bad idea to bring sunscreen. 
because it's other than if you sit back against the trees, there's a lot of sunshine areas where you have to sit. Um, and it's pretty intense about two o'clock in the afternoon. I think people kind of forget that, especially if you haven't been out in a year. Um, farmers market coupons expected to be available next month. Call the center starting um, the 28th, which is probably Monday. Um, and sign up and you'll find out how they're going to distribute them. Um, Nancy Sullivan, again, still available anytime anybody needs help with anything, whether it's uh, heat cooling assistance, whether it's rides, whatever it might be, call Nancy at the center, 638-4536, um, and she'll be available. Um, and I'll tell you what. Other than they're, they're going to have the regular programs. So I don't need to repeat all the rest of them. Right. And I'm happy for the seniors that they're back together. Um, you'll be able to play cards, play pool. Uh, nice. The large program is still not back in the building. It's up to the county to make that determination. And at this point, they're still having it be a drive up. And I, I don't have the details in front of me. Um, but I know Meals on Wheels is having a pulled pork dinner in August. And they're encouraging people to sign up early because if you remember back, um, was it St. Patrick's Day? They had corned beef dinner. That was through Peace. And it was, it was yeah. the day they opened it. I mean, everybody wanted it and signed up. So I, I think that was Rotary, sir. Just uh, the Rotary did the corned beef. That's right. That's right. And uh, so people are looking for those kind of things. So if you think you'll wait a, a week or two and sign up, you know, now if it's Meals on Wheels, I don't know if they have the possibility if, they, if they're if they figuring on 150 meals and, and they sign them up quick and say, well, maybe we can do another 50. I mean, it's yeah. in their kitchen. Um, it's possible, but I wouldn't gamble. Um, I'm going to sign up quick. And, uh, you know, it's oh, it, they, they had a meal. I can't remember if it was last, uh, last fall. I think maybe it was like an October pulled pork dinner. It was very good. Um, you know, look forward to those kind of meals. So I don't think I have anything else. The big thing is we would love to see if anybody would like to help sponsor fireworks. Um, you can call me, you can call the Chamber of Commerce, call uh, Ken Schmidt at Rotary or anybody you know it's in Rotary. Call Shelly, she's in Rotary. They'll get you to the right people. And uh, I love fireworks. So if somebody even puts a bug out there, they're thinking about it. I will be sure to be in contact and try and figure out a way to make that happen. I love, I love fireworks. So much there fun. Go. There you go. And hopefully other people will feel the same way you do. Um, you know, we've got some big companies in the area that might think it would be nice. Probably a great thing for United Auto to do. <laughs> we went over the hearts of some of the people who don't want them in the community. Um, well, I forget I said that. That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You're not the first person I heard say that out loud. So um, I can't edit. I can't tweak it out, sir. You're, you're stuck with saying it. But I, I will tell you, I've heard that four or five times now, not just for um, Seneca River Days, but if any other big event in Baldwinsville was looking to do fireworks, they had thought about them as a company just because maybe it would, um, you know, warm people up. And I, on the flip side of that, I'm just going to throw it out there because I've said it on public, so I'll say it on my show. On the flip side, you would hope people wouldn't wouldn't come to an event. So there's controversy there. So I'll leave you out of it, Mayor, but that those are the conversations, unfortunately, that are happening. Okay. In the, um, I appreciate in the that. <laughs> it's like in cards, though. 
a card laid is a card play. And I, I, I said it. So it's kind of a joke, but that's used to be, that would be new companies coming into an area would look to find ways. Uh, I remember when Stewart's first was coming into the area, they got involved in, in spending some spots, yeah, some sponsorship money on a couple things. And it, you know, it gets your name in the community and in, in, in a positive light. And, uh, you know, if there's other companies out there that think it would help them, or if they think it's a nice thing for the community to, to welcome back to civilization, you know, doing things, it'd be a great way to make a mark in the community. So yeah. call Kelly. <laughs> He's in charge. Uh, I, will, I will take that on. Ken, I'm not on Ken's uh, committee. That is an uh, incredible committee that he runs for Seneca River Days. They do a lot of work. And two years ago was the first year they did the Friday night. We had the Friday night and the Saturday. Um, this year, as you mentioned, it's just going to be the, the um, Paper Mill Island part of it. But if people didn't go two years ago to the Paper Mill Island, it was insanely fun. I mean, just well-organized, great music. Uh, yep. Food trucks were really good. They did a they did a great job. So you're right to end that night with fireworks would would just be um, you know topping it all off. So um, well, we, what we've see. done in the past is on the Friday night we go down to the Mercer Park parking lot and get a little table out and we have our dinner and we sit right there on the riverbank and, and the island is you know just right there and we can hear all the music and then just turn and there's the fireworks right across the river and you know sisters came down. Uh, other friends, we had a whole group of people all around us that were all in the same kind of group. It was, it was we didn't never step foot on the island and we, as we were told, it was packed. Hmm? Oh, my wife doesn't want me to tell people that we do that because now they'll all <laughs> do it. <laughs> I gotta be careful here. I, I thought Linda was supposed to be sitting in the room with you, giving you hand gestures to what you can and cannot say. Well, just opened the door and went, don't tell people that. <laughs> Oh, we, have, we have a lot of fun and, and appreciate the events. Um, and as you sit there at Mercer Park, you see the people coming down North Street, going down the trail, and you know they're headed to the island. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you, while we were there, there were probably 30, 40 people just walking to the island from up in the, you know, behind the, us where we were sitting, coming down from Oneida Street, North Street, all that area, and a beautiful night walking to the island, not, not having to worry about where to park. Uh, nice that, setup. That is, that is my hope, sir. You remember, I moved into the village last April. So this this should be the first summer that I can actually take advantage of everything and, and walk around a little bit. Because last year, there wasn't much to walk around and see and do. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. So, well, thanks for all the information. It's always fun to have Linda come in and, and, and put her two cents in as to what you're doing. I love her. I worked at the paper for 36 years and had editors, so I'm used to it. <laughs> well, you guys enjoy the rest of your day, and I will catch up with you soon. <laughs> okay, Shelly. Good to see you. You too.